Welcome to a Healthy Push Podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. Let's talk about motivation. And I assume if you hit play on this episode, you might be lacking some motivation to actually do the work, to take the steps, and to heal and to recover. And if you're feeling this way, trust me, I totally get it. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for over a decade. And there were many days and weeks and even months where I felt totally drained and hopeless and I just wanted to give up and call it quits. Like it felt like every day was looking and feeling the same and there was no end in sight. So if you can relate and maybe you're even feeling this way now, I want to give you some insights into why you might not have any motivation to do the work and to heal. And I want to give you some practical tips, some things you can implement today that will help you to get more motivation. So let's dive in. I'm going to go over 10 reasons why you might be lacking motivation and I'm going to include some tips on how to get some more motivation. So the first is you might be focusing all of your efforts on healing and we often do this especially when we're struggling with something that's really hard. We tend to want to get better, right? Obviously we want to get better. We don't want to struggle but we're focusing everything on getting better and we're actually for getting to live like we get so obsessed with healing and self-improvement and all the things that we just forget to actually live like we forget to find joy we forget to find happiness we forget to do things that actually fills our cup and will help us to want to do the work and to want to heal and to want to grow So this first one might seem a little too simple and silly, but I think it's so, so important. You have to take a step back. You have to not focus all of your efforts on healing. You know, maybe put down the books, put down, you know, the headphones and listening to all the podcast episodes. Stop looking at every social media post. And how can you actually find joy and fulfillment and happiness in your day to day? I always say, if you can even do just one thing every day that has nothing to do with your recovery and everything to do with you finding more joy and happiness like what is something that makes you laugh that brings you joy something that's fun something that you like to do and like really encouraging you to do something like that every day and I know you might be like Shannon I don't even know what I enjoy anymore like I truly don't even know what I like to do anymore because it just feels like anxiety has taken everything from me And it might help just to take a step back and think of what are some things that I used to enjoy? What are some things maybe I haven't done in a while? What are some things that, you know, I enjoyed doing as a kid? And, you know, when I started to really work to heal and recover, I had to change my mindset and say, okay, Shannon, you actually have to live. You can't just live your days being obsessed about healing and recovering. So what are some things that you like? And, you know, I always loved as a kid to be out in nature and to explore and so I really got into hiking and that was something that hugely helped me to recover. So this first tip, you know, don't get so obsessed with healing and don't get so obsessed with growth and your recovery that you forget to live. Like you have to live. You have to do something every day that fills your cup. 
Okay, the next one, number two, you might be doing a lot of forcing when you actually need to take a step back, take a step away. I think this is kind of similar to the first one, but I'm going to take a different approach to this one. So I think when we're really struggling, when things feel really hard, like especially when you have come up against a lot of anxiety, a lot of panic, maybe just a lot of stress and overwhelm, like you've had a life event happen, whether it's good or bad, like just you're feeling a lot more, you're struggling more. We have this tendency to want to push, like I'm going to just push through it. I'm going to force myself to get better when actually we should be doing a lot of the opposite. Like we really need to take a step back. We really need to rest. You know, when we experience hard stuff, when it's good life events, bad life events, whatever it is, it tends to overwhelm our nervous systems. And then we tend to even ramp things up even more by adding even more onto it. When your body and your mind is just like, hey, we need you to slow the heck down and we actually need rest right now. Like you trying to force things and to try to fix things isn't what we need. And I know it's hard because I very much struggle even now with the mentality of like, just keep doing, just keep doing, you'll figure it out, you know, and just I have to slow down and I know when I'm feeling that way, I need to take my foot off the gas pedal and I need to actually slow down. And now I acknowledge when I do that, it doesn't mean that I'm not healing. It doesn't mean that I'm not making progress. It means that I'm actually helping myself to heal and make progress. And I know it can feel really uncomfortable to like pull back and to slow down and to rest. But doing that actually helps you to heal and recover. You know, I think we so often think if I just keep my foot on the gas pedal, I'm just going to keep going and I'm going to get better faster and I'm going to heal faster. And unfortunately, we just cause ourselves to struggle even more. So rather than doing a lot of forcing, take a step back. All right, number three, the next one is you might be seeing everything as an exposure and literally approaching everything as an exposure. I work with lots of students and lots of clients where this is how they're going at things, where they're seeing literally every single aspect of their life as an exposure. And it can really, you know, dampen your mood, make you feel just like, oh, I don't want to do this, you know, like, Literally walking the dog can be an exposure, going to the grocery store can be an exposure, putting gas in your car, being home alone. And it's like, what if we take a step back and we don't see everything as an exposure? Like we can just go for a walk with the dog. We can go to the store. We don't have to approach this like this is an exposure and we don't have to evaluate how it went and we don't have to pick it apart. And I think that by doing this, it takes a lot of the pressure off. And I think it allows you to start letting things be more about living and choosing to live and choosing to do the things you want and the things that you value, like the things that are truly important to you. And if anxiety comes along, cool. But we don't need to see every single aspect of our life and our recovery as being an exposure. All right, number four, you might always be declaring failure. So we base a lot of things off of how we feel. Or the experiences that we go through, especially when they're hard, and we tend to say, I felt really bad, I had a lot of anxiety, had a lot of panic, or that was super hard, and, you know, I'm declaring failure. Like, I messed up, I did it wrong, you know, this is a setback, I'm not going to heal, I'm not going to get there. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Our feelings are just feelings oftentimes and they're not good indicators of like whether you're doing things wrong or right or messing up you know 
I always say you have to let yourself mess up. You really have to let yourself experience the hard stuff without creating a story about it, without declaring failure. And, you know, honestly, I think this perspective shift of a lot of times when you're experiencing hard emotions, when you're experiencing, you know, hard things, it's actually a sign of healing. It's actually that you're approaching things in a healthier way. You're doing the hard work. You know, you're really tackling some things that are hard. And I talk a little bit more about this in episode 82 of the podcast, um, 10 Signs That You're Healing. So if you want a little bit more about this, I want you to go back and listen to that episode because I talk a little bit more in that episode about how we base a lot of things off of how we feel and it can just really keep us stuck and really prevent us from making the progress that we want to make. So maybe instead of always declaring failure, you know, allowing yourself just to hit the road bumps, to let things be hard without creating a story. All right, number five, and this is a big one, you might be always beating yourself up. I was... (laughs) 100% this was me all throughout my journey like I was so mean to myself the things that I told myself the the way that I just approached myself it literally killed my motivation it killed my confidence it killed my belief in myself and I say this I will say this until I'm blue in the face self-compassion is such an amazing supportive helpful tool that will lead you to recovery. And I really feel like it's one of those must-haves. Like you truly have to have self-compassion. You have to approach yourself in a healthy way, in a kind way, and really changing the way that you approach yourself and the challenges and really lightening up and being compassionate with yourself and being gentle will go such a long way in helping you to get more motivation. All right, number six, you might be so focused on the big goals rather than the small steps. Like I think we always have our sights on the big stuff, right? Like going on that really big trip or getting on the airplane or, you know, the end goal of like not struggling with anxiety. (laughs) You know, I think we always see that as being the big goal, the end goal. Like I just don't want to struggle anymore. And I think that when we only focus on these big goals rather than the small steps, it obviously kills our motivation, but it also can convince you that you have so far to go. Like because you just see all the stuff that you maybe still have to work on and you know you might actually convince yourself that you have much further to go than you actually do. So I say instead of focusing on like the really big goals, the big things or this end goal of not struggling with anxiety anymore, like put your focus on the small steps. What are the small things? What is a small step that you can take today? Because you can't focus on the end goal you know, without creating these small steps because it's going to seem way too big, way too massive, and you're not going to have any motivation to want to take any steps. So focusing on the steps today, what are the small steps? And I always say having a why, having a really strong why as to why you're working so hard to recover and heal, as to why you're taking the small steps will help give you motivation to take those small steps. So really defining what your why is. Why are you working so hard to recover? And I always say that doesn't have a whole lot to do with anxiety. That should be, you know, I want to recover because I want to travel the world or I want to get back to doing my passions or I want to be able to land that job that I have always wanted to do or I want to be, you know, become a parent or, you know, whatever it might be. So rather than focus on the big goals, what are the small steps? That always makes things feel more manageable 
and keeps you focused on the present moment, on the right now. All right, number seven and a big one is that you might be doing things the same way over and over and over again. You know, and I think that this can really kill your motivation. You know, for myself, I'll just use myself as an example. I would always say, I've tried it all. Like, I've tried it all. I just don't even know what to do anymore. And the truth was, I had tried a lot of the same things over and over and over again, expecting different results. Like, I was truly on autopilot. I had blinders on. Like, I just was thinking, if I just keep doing things, at some point, something's going to click or I'm going to, you know, things are just going to fall into place and I'm going to heal. And it's just not true. You can't do the same things over and over again. And especially if you just keep repeatedly doing the same things, how are you going to get any motivation, right? So I think you have to be open to trying new things or diving into areas that you've been avoiding. Like I really say a big thing that helped me in my recovery was getting off of autopilot, taking those blinders off really being honest with myself and being open to trying things that I hadn't really tried things that I maybe said I did but I knew I hadn't really I wasn't really being honest with myself that I had or you know it was really diving into those areas that I didn't want to dive into that I kind of knew I had to but I was scared of and I just like wanted to avoid but when I face those things, that's when I, you know, got more motivation when things and that's when things became less hard. So, you know, don't continue if you're doing things in the same way over and over again. How can you do things differently? How can you make some shifts and 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 being more open, right? And diving into areas where you might need to dive into where you haven't wanted to quite yet go. Okay, number eight, and this is also a big one. I feel like they all are. (laughs) But you might be minimizing all of your progress and your wins or you might not even be recognizing them at all. Like I had a tendency in my recovery journey where I was only looking at the stuff that wasn't going well. I was only looking at the stuff that, you know, I couldn't do yet. Like I was always looking at the stuff that was just hard. And, you know, often too, when I would do something that was actually really incredible, that was big and I should have been super proud and, and supportive of myself, I instead would say to myself, well, Shannon, you just did something that, you know, quote, normal people do every day. <laughs> and it couldn't have been further from the truth. You know, I wasn't doing something that just, quote, normal people did every day because the people that I was comparing myself to, they weren't struggling with the stuff that I was struggling with. So sure, they were sitting in their car seemingly very peaceful. They were, you know, at the hair salon seemingly really peaceful, but they weren't struggling with the stuff that I was struggling with. Or maybe they were, right? And I was comparing myself to people. I didn't even know what was actually going on internally within them. So I think that you really have to make this shift. You can't just focus on the stuff that's hard, right? The stuff that isn't going well. You have to actually honor, recognize like the progress, your wins. I don't care how small they are. Like really recognizing and celebrating these things and having gratitude for what you can do and for your capabilities and for those wins and like really being compassionate with yourself and seeing this stuff is huge because When you actually start to honor and celebrate your wins, that's when you get more motivation to continue to do even more. Okay, number nine, you might be comparing your journey to others. Like there is nothing that will kill motivation and confidence more quickly, I feel like, than playing the comparison game. You really have to avoid comparing 
you know, I hear this a lot, you know, especially sometimes in my Panic to Peace program. It's like, I don't understand, you know, I see everyone sharing wins and they're doing this and they're doing that, but I can't do that yet. And that's simply because we're all at different points and for many different reasons, right? And I think instead of playing that comparison game, when you actually allow yourself to recognize your wins and your progress and to not minimize and to be supportive of yourself and compassionate, like you get away from that comparing. You really stay like in your own journey, like seeing it for what it really is. And you can play the comparison game all day long. And this might be really fueled by social media. I know I'm even, you know, I fall victim to this. Like I will see people on social media and I will think, gosh, Shannon, like you can't, you're not there yet. Like why can't you do that? Or, you know, oh my gosh, look at their life. And we only see what people want us to see, right? And to like, you have to take into account, like they're at a different point for different reasons, right? You know, so you don't see all the factors, but sometimes you have to recognize all right, I have to take a step back. Like, is this healthy for me to be comparing? And I always encourage use social media in a healthy way. Like if you're finding that you're always comparing yourself to somebody or you're tearing yourself down based off of somebody or they're making you feel bad about yourself, like you can always hit the unfollow button, right? I really want you to use social media in a healthy way. Like Follow people who inspire you and motivate you and light you up and like give you motivation and and help you to want to take the steps. So instead of comparing, you really just have to stay focused. You know, it's okay that I'm where I'm at and it doesn't mean that this is where I have to stay and you know, I can get to the points that I want to get to but I'm not going to get there by comparing myself to all these people and I don't even actually know what their lives truly look like and where they're truly at and on and on and on. Okay, number 10, and this is a huge one. (laughs) You really have to get honest with yourself and maybe you're lacking some motivation because you're actually avoiding a lot of things rather than facing. And I know it's hard because I think we often feel like the avoiding, right, is keeping me safe. It's it's helpful. You know, I don't want to face the hard stuff. That stuff is going to be really hard and really scary. But when we actually allow ourselves to go there and we actually allow ourselves to face the hard stuff and we act with courage and vulnerability and we do the things when we don't feel ready and we don't feel confident, that actually sparks so much motivation, so much confidence. Like it helps us to actually uncover pieces of us that we didn't know and didn't believe were actually there. And I know one of the big things, right, that people will always ask me is, Shannon, well, how, how, how can I actually face? You know, it's really hard and I don't want to. And it's super hard because it's just you have to act with courage. Like there are many things that will make it easier and there's some things that I've covered here. But, you know, you really have to act with courage and, and take a step when you don't feel ready, when you don't feel confident, take a small manageable step. And actually you have to let yourself see how capable you are because, that is going to help you take the next step and the next step. And I always encourage, you know, really focus on how you're going to feel after you do the thing, not how you're going to feel during. Because that after, we all know, you know, sometimes, yes, you can feel really drained, like, oh my gosh, that took everything out of me. But usually after you face something that you've been avoiding, you feel like, dang, I did that. Like, I am capable of that. Like, how amazing. And then it helps you to continue to take the the next steps. So really encouraging yourself. I 
I can face some things. I can take some small steps and I don't want to continue to avoid. So I'm going to be courageous and let's see what it looks like. Okay, so those were 10 reasons why you might be lacking some motivation. And I also sprinkled in lots of tips there, but I want to share one more thing with you because I think this is a big one that a lot of people lose sight of. So I think oftentimes when you're working to recover, you can take in so much information. You might be reading all the books, looking at all the social media posts, listening to all the podcasts, looking to anything and to everyone to help you. And you just have so much information, but you're not actually taking any action because you really don't have any clarity because you're just taking in information and taking in information and you're just so overwhelmed and it actually ends up causing even more stress, even more overwhelm and more anxiety. And so you kind of feel paralyzed and you feel like I don't have motivation because I don't even know where to start. I don't even know what steps to take. I don't even know what to do. And I really encourage that if you can find somebody that you really connect with, somebody that shares things that really resonates with you, somebody that you feel like you can trust, somebody that you feel like can be really helpful for you, take their support. You know, if they offer a program, if they offer courses, if they offer things that you feel like could be helpful and beneficial for you, really dig in and really commit to something and commit to that thing. You know, and don't try to continue to take in all the information and to just bombard your brain with all this stuff. Like actually allow yourself to follow, you know, some sort of process and somebody who's going to help guide you and help you to get the motivation and the, the accountability and to help you build the confidence and trust within yourself. So rather than continue to take in so much information, is there something that you can really commit to? Whether it's a program, whether it's you know classes by a certain individual, whether it's therapy, whether it's something that you can really commit to. And you know, of course, I have to mention my Panic to Peace program because this is such a huge reason why so many people come to me is because they're like, I'm done. I'm done trying to piece everything together. I'm done trying to figure out all the steps. I'm sick of trying to do it all on my own. And I want some motivation. I want support. I want accountability. I want somebody to help guide me. And that's a huge reason why people join my program. And they, they get all of that in the program. And it really helps you to keep centered on you know, this path. Let's just help you get from where you are now to get to where you want to go and help make things very practical and simple and give you all the support that you need in order to get there. So if you're like, ooh, all of this sounds really interesting. This sounds like what I need. I want to get a little bit more information. I will include a link in the show notes for you. You can check out all the information about my Panic to Peace program. You can get on the wait list and the doors are going to be opening again in September. And if you're on my wait list, you'll get some really special bonuses and a discount and you'll get early access to sign up for the program. So I encourage you, if this sounds like something that you're interested in, definitely jump on my wait list. All right, so I have shared so much here and I hope that all of this has been incredibly helpful. And if you found it incredibly helpful, I would love for you to share it with somebody. And as always, if you have not yet taken a couple minutes, I would deeply, deeply appreciate it if you would take a minute to hop on to Apple Podcasts or to Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast and take a minute to just rate and review my podcast. It hugely helps me. It honestly keeps me going, you know, to create the content, to put it out there, and to just help everyone who needs this support. So 
Until next time, my friend, keep taking healthy action. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at A Healthy Push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.